Well, hello, everyone. My name is J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming, as always, the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky tucked away under the tall timbers of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is Tuesday, December the 19th, 2023, and I'm so thrilled uh, to have uh, Leo Holman back on again. He's a returning guest. Uh, for most of you, he needs no introduction. I'll introduce him, though, here uh, in uh, just a moment. But, uh, you know, Christmas is less than a week away. I hope uh, everyone's enjoying the holiday season and, of course, remembering the greatest gift of all, God's Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again for our sins, that we might have eternal salvation by trusting in him. And so uh, as we get started today, you know, Leo is really one of the the experts on uh, geopolitical events. He's an award-winning investigative journalist, a writer, uh, and, and I hope you subscribed uh, to his uh, works. We'll get him to mention those uh, at some point on the program today. But uh, his articles uh, in the last month or so have just been continuing to just sound the alarm about the uh, jackbooted tyranny that is rapidly enveloping uh, America. And of course, it's it's a global issue, but uh, here in America, where we are so accustomed to having freedoms uh, and uh, in the greatest nation in the world, they're just gone. I mean, they're they're slipping away uh, faster than than the average person uh, realizes. And, uh, you know, I was thinking of a passage to kind of use as a as a springboard, if you will, but Revelation chapter 13, verse 7, of course, talking about the future Antichrist, and uh, later on in that chapter, his sidekick, the false prophet that I've written about in my latest book, Spirit of the False Prophet, Rise of the Global Technocracy. But verse 7 jumped off the page at me. It's talking about the Antichrist, and it says, it was granted to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And listen, all authority was given him over every tribe, tongue, and nation. This is a global authority. And that word authority, of course, we all know the Bible wasn't written in English. It was written in Greek in this particular section. And that word authority is the Greek word exousia. And uh, although it's often translated authority or power, if you look it up in the standard Greek lexicon of ancient Greek literature, it has the idea of ruling power, and get this, rights, freedom of choice. So exousia is the freedom to make your own decisions. It's a uh, it's a state of control over something. And we as human beings have inalienable rights. We are, we're in control or should be of our own lives and our own decisions. But yet the Antichrist someday uh, leading a one world government is going to uh, you, you know, take over that right, assume that right, and uh, and and take it away from us, so that we no longer uh, have ruling power over our own decisions, and instead our freedom is subjugated to a powerful elite. And um, you know, whatever you think about the end times plan and how it unfolds biblically, one thing is certain: the stage is being set right now before our very eyes for this jackbooted. Uh, tyranny. So, Leo, you have really probably done as much as anyone out there to sound the alarm about all of this. Thanks for joining us once again for the program, and, and welcome back. Yeah, thank you, JB, for having me back. Uh, good to be back. Yeah, you bet. So, um, you know, let, talk to us about some of the things that you've got your finger uh, on the pulse of uh, here recently. I know, um, you know, I, I use the phrase jackbooted tyranny. I think most people know jackboot is a military boot, but it, it's come to refer to any person who uses 
force to gain compliance. They, they, they're called a jackboot metaphorically. So talk to us about some of the manifestations that you see recently uh, of this, and then I'll just chime in here or there, but I, I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, well, I posted an article yesterday at my Substack account, uh, leohoman.substack.com. Uh, my other site is totally separate, and there's a little bit of overlap, but for for the most part, I post different articles at each site, so people need to subscribe to both of them if they want to get all of my articles. But this one yesterday at Substack, uh, I was writing about an article that appeared in Newsweek on October the 4th, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, a little over a month ago, um, and it was an astonishing piece, JB. <clears throat> uh, here you had Newsweek, a uh, mainstream corporate media outlet, uh, claiming that uh, current and former FBI officials had come to them and wanted to get some information out anonymously, so they didn't want to give their names. Um, if you believe that, you're quite gullible, uh, because this article smacks of a of a PSYOP propaganda operation that was probably approved at the highest levels of the uh, U.S. Justice Department and FBI. Uh, what it says is this, uh, that the FBI has for months now, uh, probably well over a year uh, and going back to two years and two and a half years when Biden took office, uh, has been creating lists and uh, eventually came to the conclusion, it lists of, of dangerous people, right? People who are a, quote, danger to our democracy and who are, quote, anti-government, unquote. Hmm. And uh, the more they started uh, investigating, they said, these anonymous officials at the FBI, they said that... Uh, they created, they decided to create a whole new category of, quote, extremist. Uh, and this new category of extremists was 99.9% uh, .9 Trump followers. I kid you not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, call it what you like, but when 99.9% .9 of the people are in one category, that's the target. <laughs> yeah, they, they just determined, they said that... Uh, you know, through, from all of their research and investigation, the number one threat to America are Trump supporters. And so they decided to create a whole new class of extremists, MAGA Trump supporters. And so they are now apparently monitoring and tracking these people. If you've ever voted for Trump, if you've ever posted anything on social media that is remotely uh uh, sympathetic to Trump or, or trumpeting Trump, should I say, um, then you are likely on their list. Um, this smacks of a Gestapo, Stasi, KGB type operation. Uh, law enforcement is only allowed to have secret lists of political dissidents in dictatorships, uh, not in anything resembling a country that would call itself free, which America, you know, uh, American government leaders always love to brag about what a free and open society we are. And I always cringe when I hear them lately, uh, definitely since 9-11, but even more so since the COVID restrictions and all the draconian mandates. And everything. I always cringe when I hear them 
uh, start to scold some other foreign nation for not being free enough, not being democratic enough. Uh, because in my opinion, the United States is not all that different than China. Uh, if we've got a national police force, a secret police force creating secret lists of political enemies of the empowered elites, that's exactly the definition of tyranny. It's what happens in China. It's what happened in the Soviet Union uh, and every other two-bit dictatorship that has ever walked the earth uh, yeah. would have this exact same type of behavior. No question. I mean, and, and you know, I, the, the, I love the, the quote that you give from the Newsweek report where it talks about uh, Donald Trump's army of MAGA yes. followers. And that army word is, of course, fraught with uh, uh, context there because they that, they claim. Uh, and by the way, it doesn't make you or me un-American or unpatriotic to point out the deterioration of this country and the evaporation of our freedoms, number one. And number two, I always like to give the caveat because, because you know, people need it, unfortunately. I am not a supporter of Trump, never have been. I've been uh, constructively critical of him. I have a chapter uh, addressing my viewpoint on how the role that he played in this uh, pandemic in one of my books, A Spirit of the Antichrist, Volume 2. So I'm not necessarily just you know jumping on the, the pro-Trump bandwagon here, but I don't care who you are. You don't deserve right. to, to be have your followers put on a, a list, do you? You are that was pretty much you just pretty much outlined the thesis of my article, because I am not a Trump supporter either. I did vote for him. But when he uh, when he implemented Operation Warp Speed, that was the uh, red line for me. And I have never been supportive I for Trump since. And I will never vote for the man again, because in my opinion, uh, that betrayed his true values. Any person who could uh, unleash uh, these killer, toxic death shots on the human population the way he did with Operation Warp Speed, uh, number one, is dishonest. And when he claims that he had to listen to his ex, you know, expert scientific opinion, uh, AIDS, Dr. Fauci and the like, you know, uh, but also it, it betrays a lack of what he says he is, which is pro-life. There's no way that you could be a pro-life politician and unleash killer death shots on humanity. I'm sorry. And sure enough, what has happened since then? We now see him uh, uh, compromising on the abortion issue, saying that, you know, DeSantis in Florida has been too rigid with his six-week limit on abortions, uh, that we need to be more moderate uh, if we're going to, quote, win elections. Uh, we're going to have to be more moderate in the way we talk about the abortion issue. He he recently just said that in an interview with Raheem Kassam uh, a couple of few days ago. Mm. And, and that's just the latest uh, softening of his position on abortion. So this is not a pro-life president. He will be even less pro-life in his next term. Uh, and so uh, he's not a true conservative, in my opinion. However, I 100 percent agree with you that no candidate, whether it's Joe Biden, Donald Trump, RFK Jr., you know, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, Nikki Haley, it does not matter. If you are a supporter of any of those candidates, you do not deserve to be on any watch list from any 
secret police agency disguising itself as the FBI. Yeah. So, boy, so much here that I, I can't wait to dive into. I, I really love love your analysis and I love your passion. Uh, but first of all, since by now all of the Trump supporters have already turned off the podcast, let's let's go a little bit further. <laughs> let's go a little bit further if, down. If I can road. add, if I can add one thing, sure. The Trump supporters have come at me full bore, and my in the comments section of my uh, article about this Newsweek piece. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I feel your pain. Uh, they are definitely ruthless in yeah. their criticism of me. Uh, and it's a, it's just they have a litany of excuses that we've all heard before. Yeah. And they just roll out these same excuses as to why we should not hold him accountable for Operation Warp Speed. Uh, but to me, I would have even forgiven him for that if he had backtracked, apologized and said, you know what? I screwed up. I shouldn't have done that. But no. He's never had a uh, uh, any type of uh, fate accompli there. He's never had a, what do you call it, a remorse, a bit of remorse uh, yeah. whatsoever, because Donald Trump can never do anything wrong. And so uh, these excuses are pathetic. Now, there's a new article just out today from The Federalist that uh, would make a great companion article to the one I wrote yesterday. And this uh, new article from The Federalist states that the DOJ, Department of Justice, has demanded a list of all Twitter users who have ever retreat, retweeted, liked, or even mentioned President Trump's Twitter account. Wow. So why would the U.S. federal government, Department of Justice, want, a, want that list? It goes right with my article. They are creating a master list of people who will they who will be persecuted by the government leading up to the 2024 election. I pose in my article in the sub headline, and I think it's a valid question. Uh, I say, will Trump supporters start to disappear leading up to and following the 2024 election? The FBI appears to be laying a narrative that hints of unprecedented unprecedented government actions on American soil, meaning rounding up uh, uh, Trump supporters. If, if you are creating a list of people who are doing nothing but legally exercising their constitutional rights, why would you need such a list unless you plan to take some sort of illegal action against them? Now, what would be better, JB, than a uh, civil war next year, perhaps breaking out in the lead up to the election, that would give the government the cover to go ahead and start rounding these folks up. Yeah. Uh, and and so. And we've, and already, it, and it, we've, we've already seen a dry you, run for that on January. Yes, 6th. yeah, absolutely. And if we have such a civil war, that would also give them a great excuse to just go ahead and cancel the election. Right. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. This is just a, a possibility. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but yeah. So again, so with all due respect to Trump supporters who might not have turned us off already, um, <laughs> let me give you some more evidence that I know you're well aware of. And by the way, I, I love having you on because I can't talk about this with most guests because most guests um, just are still kind of locked into that right left paradigm. And, and so it's just, it's not something that I want to make an issue of, but hopefully folks will, will read uh, my book, particularly Spirit of the Antichrist, volume two, you can go to spiritoftheantichrist.org, 
spiritoftheantichrist.org, and you can kind of see uh, what I'm talking about there in terms of the chapters and the preface. But I have a whole section in there on Trump, and I point out, among other things, and this is from chapter two of that book, how uh, Trump chose intentionally Monsef Slaoui to head up Operation Warp Speed. And who was Monsef Slaoui? Well, he was on the board of Moderna from 2017 to 2020, right up until the time he resigned to take on the job of running Operation Warp Speed. Now, if that's not a conflict of interest, I don't know what is. I mean, Moderna received, at the time I published the book anyway, it was up to $4 billion. So Trump handpicks this guy to run Operation Warp Speed. That guy turns around and gives $4 billion to his former employer, not even employer, someone he was on the board of with fiduciary responsibility. It just doesn't make sense. But, you know, I agree with you completely. The The irony of the excuses that I hear of, well, he was just following the advice that he was given, or he was just trusting the wrong advisors and that kind of thing. Well, that when you when you run that to its logical conclusion, Leo, and I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but it doesn't really ref- make it any better, because either he's you know, somehow controlled, which is my contention. I don't think he's a, a necessarily a witting component in the Luciferian conspiracy, but he's absolutely controlled. I have no doubt in my mind, and we can go into that another time. But either he's controlled or he's one of the stupidest guys on the planet. Now, neither one is flattering. So why people would want to continue to support a guy like that, you can't have it both ways. You can't claim he's brilliant and then claim he was stupid enough, especially now, three years later, when there's incontrovertible evidence that these uh, gene-altering bioinjections are killing people right and left, and he's still out there defending it, when when there's been literally worldwide thousands of doctors who at one time defended the so-called vaccine, but have now completely come to realize they were wrong. So uh, he's he's dug his heels in. He's refusing to, to give any kind of a mea culpa. And uh, it's a shame. And so, uh, look, I, I respect my friends and colleagues that uh, still uh, support uh, Trump. You know, I, I've gotten strange emails and stra- there's still people out there that think Trump's really the one in charge and that he's going to round up, you know, Hillary and Obama and and uh, Biden and lock them up in Gitmo and th- this kind of thing. I, <laughs> I just, I, I, there's a word for that and I hate to be pejorative, but it's delusional. What, what do you think? Yes. Yes. Uh, he seems to have magical powers over his followers. Yeah, uh, which which is really not a a good trait for a politician. Um, uh, we should we should listen to politicians, any politician, with a large grain of salt, especially in modern day America, <laughs> because most of them jump to the tune of their donors. Okay, uh, not necessarily the people that they uh, were elected to represent. Um, and that includes Republicans and Democrats. Uh, um, I don't see a single uh, one of them out there on either side of the aisle right now that I would be excited about supporting. Um, so this is not I'm not just one of these never Trumpers. In fact, like I said, I voted for the man twice. Mm-hmm. So nobody can call me a never Trumper. Um but my eyes were opened. I was already starting to have uh, doubts, but my eyes were opened clearly with Operation Warp Speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have said the exact same thing that you said, uh, JB, that you cannot have it both ways. He's either uh, part of the problem, uh, meaning he's controlled, or he is absolutely the dumbest uh, president we've ever had. Um 
because but yet they try to have it both ways. They try to say that uh, he's playing 4D chess. You know, he's he's four moves ahead of all of his political opponents. He's that smart. He's that brilliant. Nobody knows what he's going to do next because he's so smart. And yet, on the other hand, they say that he blindly trusted his aides, uh, these technocrats uh, like Dr. Fauci, uh, and had no clue about any of it. He just had to carte blanche uh, uh, trust the advice being given to given to him by these aides. So uh, it's not reasonable. And that's why I say he must have some sort of magical powers over these people. Yeah, there's a real cognitive dissonance there because uh, the same people who are passionate uh, about exposing the vaccine fraud and the dangers of it, and they're tweeting and retweeting information. And and really, we would we we would say a hearty amen to most of what they say on that, to all of what they say on that regard. Those same people out of the same breath support Trump. I mean, they'll literally go to his rallies and cheer him you know, enthusiastically until he mentions you know, the vaccine and then they'll boo, but then they'll turn right around and support him again. And it's like, I guess, you know, millions of deaths from this death shot aren't, aren't enough to, to wake you up. But but I want to move off of Trump because I can already tell I'm going to get bombasted by Trump supporters. And please, <laughs> please understand, I you know, I, I love love you all, and I'm not I'm not trying to cause a, a conflict here. Read the book. I'm much more reasoned and gracious in my treatment of him in the book. But let me throw in real quick. Uh, you mentioned the article and the date. So this we are pre-recording this, of course, because I'm out uh, uh, the last two weeks of December uh, out of pocket. So this is airing on December the 19th. But the article that we are referring to, which is an outstanding article, uh, is from November the 28th. Is that right? Is that what yeah, you know, I believe the so. or 29 today or yesterday? Yesterday, I believe, I believe so. So that would be the 28th. So you can find it. Uh, uh, and then the Newsweek article is from back in October. But uh, let's talk a little bit more about the, the lists, because to me, uh, again, nobody deserves to be on a list that these these uh, uh, January 6th people do not deserve to be in prison. The whole thing is a fabricated um scenario uh, with, you know, COINTELPRO and other FBI agents dressed like MAGA people. I'm completely sympathetic for that. And by the way, the election was rigged. So, you know, regardless yes. of what the mainstream narrative has become, it was rigged. And so these people were simply exercising their rights to uh, to protest. And then, of course, it was ginned up by a lot of provocateurs and so forth. But that's another issue for another day. But uh, it occurs to me that this list that, that Newsweek has exposed is really not, it's getting more brazen and more prevalent but it's it's America has a long history, does it not, of list making? I mean, you can go back to the Hoover days and the the Red Scare, and we like to make secret lists. We've got other evidence you've probably reported on it uh, of you know lists of gun owners and lists of all kinds of things, and that is just decidedly un-American, is it not? It is, JB. Uh, you know, the thing that they have against these Trump supporters that they say they don't like and the reason that they've classified them as extremists, the main uh, beef that they have with these people, according to the Newsweek article, at least, seems to be that they're anti-government. Mm-hmm. Um, I explain in the article that I wrote about the Newsweek piece that that's a cop-out. Um, 
number one, there's no law against being anti-government. Um, we can all be as anti-government as we want. And I can guarantee you that when Donald Trump was in the Oval Office as president, uh, there were a whole lot of Democrats that would have come across as stridently anti-government, right? Doubt, um, no doubt. I mean, that's just the American way. When your man is not in power, you become very anti-government. And and so this is uh, anti-American to say that we're not allowed to be anti-government. There is no such law. There's never been any such law. And to even suggest that there should be uh, such a law would put the government into the realm of enforcing uh, a whole new uh, classification of what I would call thought crimes. Mm -hmm. um, there's no actual crime being committed, but they don't like the way that uh, uh, certain members of the population are thinking. Um, and so if you don't pass the litmus test of, of what they want you to be thinking, then you're an enemy of the state, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but they're not going to get away with that, I don't think, here in America. They can try, and, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they will succeed at this, and they'll be able to put us all uh, in concentration camps, FEMA camps, whatever, uh, if we don't agree with the uh, government narrative, the mainstream media narrative on COVID, on election integrity, on uh, funding foreign wars uh, uh, to the detriment of America, on open borders and immigration. If we don't toe the line on all of these um, uh, very uh, volatile, uh, controversial issues, then they can try to lock us up. But good luck with that, FBI. Let's see. Let's let let's see how that works out for you. Yeah, which I think is 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 what we're seeing. I, I've heard. Uh, going back to Trump for just a second, I've heard people tell me off the record that if, assuming we have another election in 24 and assuming Trump wins, uh, assuming he gets the nomination and assuming he wins, uh, and then they steal it from him again, mm -hmm. I've heard people, Trump supporters say off record that they will take up arms. They will right. launch us. In other words, they're not going to let it happen again, that, that they're going to give it one more chance for the system to work. And then if not, that that's it. So I think that's exactly what the Luciferian elite are fomenting. That's exactly 100 uh, oh, percent. And the reason that they are working towards that level of 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 civil discontent, strife and ultimately war between factions of Americans is this, in my opinion. There are more guns, more firearms in America than there are people. Mm -hmm. There are upwards, I've heard of somewhere between 350 million and 400 million firearms in this country. The government knows that. <laughs> the government does not know where they all are. The government does not like the fact that <laughs> there are 400 million firearms in the hands of Americans whom they are not aware of. So the only way to fully conquer this country, and I believe they're 80% of the way towards doing this, but there's one impediment that stands in their way, and that is the disarming of the American people. What better way to deal with that impediment than to 
uh, incite a civil war of left against right uh, in this country, which is, I think, there's a lot of divisions, a lot of demarcations in this country along different lines, fault lines. But I think just your good old fashioned left right fault line is probably the most 50 50 one that we have. It is. Uh, what better? And by the way, the left has a lot of firearms in their possession, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and then the government probably doesn't even like that. So what better way to deal with the firearm issue than to pit the left against the right, incite them to all out violence. That way they use up their firearms and their ammunition on each other. The strongest among each group in the left and right uh, uh, demarcation, the strongest ones will go to war and kill each other off. That will deal with them once and for all. You will be left with the weakest Americans ready, begging actually to be fully uh, submitted to an all-powerful government. Absolutely. It's, it's kind of like on the geopolitical scene, what China's doing right now, just kind of yes. sitting back and watching the U.S., Russia, and all these other nations just kind of you know blow themselves up so they can swoop in. That, that's my my opinion. But yeah, um, by the way, on the number of firearms, I've actually heard, and I don't have the, the uh, documentation at my fingertips, but I've actually heard it's by a factor of three, that there are three times as many firearms in this country uh, counting, you know, government, you know, and 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 others uh, as there are people. But well, it keeps growing. I mean, yeah. it keeps growing. In yeah. fact, I just read an article today that on Black Friday there was a record not record-breaking number of uh, FBI uh, criminal background checks done, uh, which those are only done uh, at a point of sale for people buying firearms or getting uh, applying for their uh, permit their carry permit. Yeah. So yeah. on Black Friday, record number of people buying firearms and uh, applying for gun carry permits. Yeah. And see, another way they deceive people is, you know, you'll, you'll hear people talk about some of the conservative causes that show that the pendulum is swinging back. And to be sure, there are pockets of good things that every now and then happen. We've got good patriotic people that have their positions of authority to hopefully make some change. But there've been a there's been a huge uh, pendulum swing, particularly among red states, uh, in you know now having open carry, open you know con for concealed. You don't need a permit, like in Texas, right. for example. You don't need a permit to carry concealed or to carry open. It's it's back to the wild west and constitutional and seeing, carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are saying that oh, that's a sign that see we can make a difference. No, no, that they don't understand how powerful the elite are. They're giving us what we want because they want to make it even easier. And by the way, I'm for that. I think it's fantastic. Uh, I spoke in uh, Texas uh, recently and for the only the second time in my life carried in the pulpit. No one knew it. It was under my coat, but I was at a speaking on a controversial subject. It was a large church. And I just wanted to make sure if, if I saw him come through the back door, I was ready. But uh, so I love it. I'm not against it. I think every state should be that way. But my point is, they are they are allowing it because it's all part of a setup. They want everybody to be caring so that when they ignite the fire, it it goes uh, it goes banana. But uh, you know, talking about guns, we're also seeing the IRS, Social Security office, all these other government agencies that traditionally have no need to carry weapons are now carrying weapons. I mean, they're setting the stage for some kind of 
you know, military style conflict within our own country among our own people. Now, you know, uh, I think it's it's and by the way, I just want to add this about being anti-government. Full disclosure. I'm anti-government, okay? It's, it's okay to be anti-government when you don't like some of the things our government is doing. I'm pro-America. I'm as patriotic as the next guy. I'm so grateful to God that I was born in this country, such as it is. I'm thankful to God that I come from a long line of, you know, retired military folks like my father and my both of my grandfathers. Uh, when we go to, you know, Arlington Cemetery, I weep as I look at the men and women who have sacrificed their lives for the freedoms that we have in this country. So I love our country, but I'm not in favor of our government and all that it's doing to play right into the hands of the Luciferian globalists trying to trying to take over the government. Um, but you want to find out how free this country really is. Like you mentioned, you cringe when people talk about how great a free country we live in. Well, just stop paying your property taxes and see how long you get to keep your house. You know, we talk about property ownership, which is a fundamental right of humanity, but we don't own our property in America. We are being yeah. taxed to death. Even if you pay off your mortgage, you still have to pay, depending on what market you live in, several hundred dollars to sometimes several thousand dollars. A Absolutely. Month. And it's basically like renting the property. And if you don't hand over that that usury to the government, they're going to come take your property away. I, listen, I mean, I feel that pain. We, I mean, we have a very modest 2,400 square foot home uh, on a couple of acres. And our property tax bill is $3,500 a year. Uh, yeah, here in Red Coweta County, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, the Republicans are the Republic. Everyone on the county board of commissioners here is a so-called Republican, but they love to have their hands in everybody's pocket. It continuously expanding the size of local government. This is why, you know, I, I just uh, it's hard for me to be um, optimistic when I see the so-called Republican Party. Every bit is in favor of big government as the Democrat Party. Um now, back to what we were talking about, um, you know, civil war, chaos in the streets, rising crime, uh, <clears throat> which will eventually lead to what? Uh, us using up all of those millions of weapons on each other. That is what they want because they're deathly scared of uh, this force, I don't care how, JB, I don't care how big of a military you got, I don't care how uh, technologically advanced your military is, no military on the face of the earth uh, has the capability to uh, win a war against 300, and, uh, oh, 300 million uh, armed people. Right. Um, and so if they can get us to use up those arms and that ammunition on each other, they now are are, are going to be uh, uh, thankful that they won't be used against them. And when I say them, I'm talking about the elites. I'm talking about the Washington and New York establishment, the uh, the billionaires and the millionaires who are their minions. Um, now, I believe the plan is to stoke that civil war, 
get us to destroy each other for the most part, and then call in the UN when they say things are sufficiently out of control. They then call in the, U the UN to reestablish order. They will say that, uh, and Americans will be begging for it at that point. After a year or two or more of bloodshed uh, and people starving, because war also brings famine, um, and, and refugee flows out of America, you know, I'm, I'm in one way, I'm glad that they never built Donald Trump's wall, because I think that, that within a year or two, uh, you might see refugee flows trying to get out of this country instead of trying to get into this country. Yeah. Uh, but but after we are sufficiently beaten down by war and famine, I think the plan is to invite, invite uh, the U.N. to come in with their blue helmeted thugs and mop do basically a mop up operation for the new world order. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. I've been saying that for a long time, that there's going to be some unfreezing event, and it's probably not going to be one single event. It'll be a combination of things, uh, economic collapse, uh, civil unrest. I think that's going to be very much a part of it, maybe even the primary facet of it. Um, but something's going to happen that kind of brings America down and forces us to you know willingly invite in, as you say, the globalists and the global one world uh, army uh, currently represented by the UN. But uh, I do think 2024 is going to be interesting because all so many different things all point to some type of you know event that really changes things. I mean, when you think about where we are in the political system alone and how historically, different that is. I mean, we've got, on the one hand, a leading candidate who has over 60 indictments and is going to be embroiled in three different trials and may very well be in prison. And on the other hand, we've got a, a senile guy that can't even, you know, walk or walk up a flight of stairs or answer questions without, you know, verbatim cue cards. Uh, and, and, and that's the best we can do. It's almost as if the people that are pulling the strings know that we're not going to get to the election anyway. So they're just having these, you know, really far-fetched puppets as placeholders because, you know, they know we're not going to going to get there. And it's all theater. I mean, you talked about voting uh, for Trump uh, and, and, and voting. I mean, I, I feel like if you think your vote counts, you absolutely ought to vote. But I just refuse to pretend vote. I've got to, I don't have enough time to pretend vote. You know, when I was a kid, I had all the time in the world and I would have all kinds of make believe games that I would play. I would one day I would be a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The next day I'd be a, you know, center fielder for the New York Yankees. The next day I'd be a, you know, guard for the Houston Rockets. Um, I even like to, to pretend to be a Buffalo Sabre playing hockey when I grew up in the Northeast. And uh, I, I have a, had a vivid imagination. But as an adult, I just refuse to be played the fool and pretend to vote. If you can uh, guarantee me that my vote's going to count and it's not just going to be a selection rather than election, uh, then I might uh, I would absolutely feel I have an obligation to vote. But I don't have an obligation to pretend to vote, I'll tell you that. Um, so, you know, these lists, that's, that's the real substance uh, of your article is that the, the Trump list is really a harbinger of much more to come, is, is it not? We're going to see them putting all kinds of people on a list so that it makes it easier for them to 
lock us down. It gets us gets into the digital currency, the digital ID card, those kinds of things that it's a simple algorithm. Is the person on such and such a list? If so, click, you're done. You can't buy, you can't sell, you can't eat, you can't travel. Am I right about that? I think that's the end game. Absolutely. Uh, and they'll and they'll sell the entire thing, JB, as being for the greater good. Mm-hmm. You know, it will be for our safety. It will be to protect us. It will be uh, more convenient and easier uh, if you just take this app on your phone and eventually under your skin, uh, then everything will go well for you, right? And and you will be a, a productive, uh, responsible global citizen. <clears throat> well, to me, that's an awful lot. What they're basically wanting is our submission our submission to an anti-God, anti-human, foreign entity uh, that is totally not only unbiblical, but unconstitutional. And so I will never do that. But isn't that exactly what they've tried to do over the ages uh, since Christ uh, left the earth? Uh, Isn't that what they've tried to do to Christians throughout the ages, is get them to submit to something that takes the place of Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is what ultimately the Antichrist is. He is against Christ. He is putting himself in the seat of Christ. And so if you submit to that, this is this is the problem I have with a lot of evangelicals. They say that the mark of the beast, um, you will know it so clearly when it arrives uh, that that the, and you will have the choice to worship the beast because the Bible says right that all human beings, all mankind will worship the beast. But what exactly does that word worship? Like you said, it was a written originally. It was written in Greek. Um, when, when you use the word worship in English. You get this idea of bowing down and paying homage and praying to to this God. I don't believe. Yeah, I don't believe that's what it's going to be like. I believe that uh, that that the the connotation is not that uh, you can use the word worship if you want. Uh, maybe there's a better wor- English word for the Greek uh, equivalent. I don't know. I'm not a Greek scholar, but uh, to me, it's more along a better word, I guess what I'm saying, than worship would be submission. This new world order, this great reset will eventually demand the submission of every human being. And if you do not submit, you will be on the list, as you said, uh, uh, of nonconformers. And the nonconformers will not be allowed to participate in any any of society, and that involves buying and selling, that involves um, getting any type of government benefit like Social Security or or Medicare or receiving even any health care whatsoever. Eventually, you will not be able to do any of that without this digital uh, mark. Um, And I'm not saying that when it's on your phone, that's going to be the mark of the beast, but... Let me put it this way. If you'll take it on your phone because you're afraid of being uh, uh, kicked to the curb by society, why wouldn't you eventually take it under your skin, either on your forehead or your hand? 
if you can be pressured and kowtowed into putting it on your phone out of fear, fear that you will be uh, uh, a um, black sheep of society and unable to participate and function in society, then it's my opinion that you will also take it on your hand uh, when the time comes. No, I, I think you're onto something there. I think one of the many reasons they used the uh, control of virus scandemic as a dry run was to just see how willing Americans would be to do something absolutely absurd and stupid, like stand yeah. six feet apart or, right. you know, be can be told and believe that the coronavirus is so smart that it knows not to go in <laughs> bars and strip joints, but it will steer clear of you know, churches or, or you know, or, or it'll go into churches. So you, you got to shut down right. churches because they're not essential. But somehow this coronavirus is so smart, it's not going to go into bars or marijuana shops. Or exactly. It doesn't like. Right. And that virus didn't like small businesses either. But, no, it didn't. Uh, but it was OK. It was completely fine with people in Costco or Walmart. It yeah. didn't bother them a bit. No, it was a very smart virus. <laughs> but, you know, the the, the, the the relevance of the analogy with the with the mark of the beast is the mask. I mean, to, for people to stupidly put on this mask, which is proven scientifically, and everybody knew it early on. You, I've got quotes. You've got them. I cite them in my first volume uh, of, you know, Fauci and the Surgeon General and others citing peer-reviewed journal articles from 100 years ago that masks are not effective in preventing a se severe acute upper respiratory virus, which is what... COVID was a SARS virus. And yet all of a sudden on a dime, they just changed it by fiat and started announcing it does work and you need to wear a mask. And so people just dutifully put on their masks. And, you know, here in Colorado, we would see people out in the mountains walk hiking, you know, because you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't shop. You couldn't do anything. So people would go out and take a walk and you'd see people out in the open air of the mountains wearing a mask with no one within 100 yards of them. Like, yes, we're scared. And, and the reason death. the reason for that is technocrats they technocrats are notorious for not wanting to leave anything to chance mm. and they want to foment the greatest efficiency uh possible and so they they are big on testing things out before they roll out the actual program and you're 100 spot on that's what the masking of america and the masking of the world was all about so that when they roll out the next big thing whether it be the mark of the beast or just one step closer to the mark of the beast, they will know exactly within a pinpoint percentage uh, exactly how many people will comply with it and how many will not. No, they will. And, and you've all know Harari has bragged about that, how using AI and technology, they will know us better than we know ourselves. And they yes. will be able to predict early on, you know, what our actions are. And by the way, they already do that. I mean, the CIA is masterful at mind manipulation, mind control. They they can read nonverbals. There is a whole science uh, to that. But uh, I want to go back to that word worship because I have a, a program that I'm able to uh, to look it up in literally 30 uh, respectable Greek lexicons from both secular literature and Greek literature. And it, it's the word proskuneo, and it definitely means worship, and that's the way it's most commonly translated as worship or bow down. But if you look at the the overall, bow down, yeah. Yeah, but if you look at, that's right, that's where I'm headed with this. If you look at the overall definitions in these 30 different things, there are several uh, lexical entries such as follow, obey, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it clearly is a word that involves uh, your, you know, basically 
you know, not not necessarily adoring or adoration like we would sing praises to God, but right. more, are you going to fall in line? That's the idea. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And and you mentioned how, uh, and we've talked about it a couple of times already on today's program, how the easiest way for them to get people to do those types of things is to do it willingly. And so that goes all the way back to something I cited in my latest book, uh, Aesop, uh, at the uh, start of, let's see, chapter three, Technocratic Tyranny. I quote Aesop, he said, the tyrant will always find a pretext for his tyranny. And then I went Mm -hmm. on to elaborate, and then I cite Thomas Paine, who said, quote, the greatest tyrannies are always perpetuated in the name of the noblest causes. And C.S. Lewis put it this way, he said, quote, of all tyrannies, a tyranny sincerely exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. And uh, so I think there, you know, this is a, a long-term uh, practice and uh, sort of technique that they use. Uh, they, it's much easier to get people to willingly get on the train than to force them on the train at gunpoint. And, you know, we've all seen the the, the sickening photo that just makes your heart heart sink, really, uh, from the Holocaust days of a train leaving the station full of Jews supposedly going to a work camp and you know, no idea that they were riding to their death. And here's a fellow, it's a black and white photo with his suitcase in hand. He was late to the platform and he's running after the train as if to say, wait for me, wait for me. You know, it's just sickening. And and uh, uh, so, yeah, I tell you what, these lists, uh, I personally hate lists. Uh, I know I'm on a bunch of them, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think- You and me both. Yeah, we are. And and that's a shame, you know, and like you said, it's not a, a right left issue or a Republican Democrat issue. Um, you know, Hoover uh, back in the day had this was before technology, uh, before digital technology, but he had lists of, you know, any uh, on everybody. He had whole files on everybody and and they would use it. Uh, to sell it to the highest bidder whenever he needed to bring down an opponent he could he could bring out the dirt on him and uh let me ask you this i i've said for a long time and i i i've researched it so i'm pretty sure it's true but i'd love your take on it i believe the same thing happens today that every one of our major figures in the u.s politics or government inside the beltway they're all they all have that file if you will and they're all guilty of the same kind of stuff. It's just a matter of if you finally make the wrong person mad, then they'll bring you down like they did, you know, Denny Hastert several years ago, like they've done, you know, Democrats and Republicans alike. Uh, do you think that that the powers that be, uh, who who they call themselves the Luciferian elite, that's what I call them in the book, um, but whoever they are, the deep state, the shadow government, the elite, you name them, do you think they they really do keep uh, a file, if you will, of incriminating information on key people in positions of leadership? Uh, I do. Um, uh, Let's just look at the most recent example. Um, Eric Adams, the uh, Democrat mayor of New York City. He's been getting a little too big for his britches, as we say here in the South uh, lately criticizing the Biden administration's uh, immigration policy or lack thereof, where they're not enforcing the border. His city's getting overrun and overburdened with these migrants, uh, illegal aliens, uh, better way to termino- terminal, better terminology to use. And so no sooner does he uh, come out with these uh, very uh, blunt feelings about 
uh, of negativity towards the Biden administration, and he gets accused of uh, sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. Um, And you could probably go through a litany of others. I don't remember them all because there's so many, and Eric Adams is just the most recent. But yeah, it seems like uh, those who finally uh, find a spine and 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 speak up the truth, speak out with the truth, even if they're Democrats, they suddenly get accused. With I guess uh, what's the uh, Russell Brand? He's another one uh, who they've come after, and we've already talked about Trump. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is a pattern. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the governor of New York back during the pandemic, Cuomo, you know, they did the same thing to him. They'll bring you down if they want to. Yes. But the hypocrisy of it is, you know, all the others are still doing the same thing. And and, and that's the way they keep them in check uh, is is they know they're playing a role. They're reading a script. They're actors on the stage. So they may, you know, give a speech on primetime television. I hate the Democrats. They're so liberal and mean and progressive and socialist. And then the Democrat says, I hate the Republicans. They're so this and that and the other. But in the end, they're all really controlled. And they, you know that at the end of the day, they, they give you a long leash because you're, you're actors on a stage. You're playing a role. But at the end of the day, when they're ready for you to jump, you better say how high, because if not, they're going to open the files and you'll end up, you know, either suicided or, you know, whatever. Uh, that's I've bad. even heard that some of them get drugged and, uh, you know, that they're then uh, put in some sort of sexually compromising position. The photos are taken. Uh, then when they come out of the drugged up stupor, the photos are shown to them and they're like, okay, you're now, you now work for us. Absolutely, Leo. I've talked about that forever. That's one of the most common ways to do it. That goes back decades. They, uh, I can, I could tell you some stories offline about mainstream prominent politicians. They did that too, but uh, yeah, they, they, they control you. Uh, and there's lo- several ways to control, but that's one of the biggest is, is blackmail. Uh, but they've got it. You've got to be to a certain extent, already controlled before they can use back blackmail, because people with a spine, as you referenced a moment ago, are going to say, you know what, go ahead. I don't care. My, I'm, I'm honorable before the Lord. He knows my heart. If you want to accuse me of something, go ahead. But they've got to bring you along to a place where you're already kind of beholden to them. You, you, you've become so wealthy that the thought of losing your wealth would would is not you can't understand it or i just i just thought of an i just thought of another example uh that freshman congressman from north carolina i don't recall his name but he was the gentleman in a wheelchair oh yeah 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 Yeah, i don't remember the name either but yeah yeah Yeah. he was he was very conservative i think he'd only served one or two terms in congress and suddenly he had all these accusations against him Boom, he's gone. Nobody's ever heard of him now. I can't that we can't even think of his name now. <laughs> I know, isn't that wild? Yeah. And I have another example who I also can't remember his name, but a freshman conservative congressman from Illinois who went in and on principle was taking a stand. And he thought, you know, like so many do that when they're freshmen, that they can come in and make a difference in this cesspool. And so he was speaking out and they brought him down on some of the silliest charges. It all started, I think, from the paint colors. No, it wasn't the color, but he painted his congressional office and they got him for using the wrong funds. He 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 chose to redecorate his office and use the wrong funds to do it. And they claimed it was embezzlement. And the next thing you know, he's done. And he he was a one termer, less than one term. And, and he's like, man, I don't want any part of that ever again. And I think that's what 
people need to understand. They don't have to control absolutely all 435 of them, uh, but I am firmly convinced based on almost 20 years of deep research into this, that all 100 senators are controlled. I don't care how conservative they sound. I think they're controlled up to a point. The president, the Supreme Court, and most of the 435 congressmen and women are controlled. Uh, but they can leave a few out there to kind of cut their own throats and right. sound good. Uh, I just uh, I just looked it up. Madison Cawthorn. That's the oh, one yeah. I was trying to think of. Yeah, he was, well, he was the... Uh, Wheelchair bound. I think he was a uh, military veteran. Um, <clears throat> I could be wrong about that, but I believe he was and very conservative, very outspoken. And he was accused of uh, uh, he was paralyzed from the waist down. Very good guy. But he was accused of horrific things as soon as he showed his hand and they made him like a one or two term congressman. And we never hear from him again. Yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's interesting how things really work behind the scenes. As I often say, it's not about what it's about. Uh, things are very seldom as they appear. But uh, folks, you need to you need to stay connected to uh, to Leo Homan, Leo Homan dot com, Leo Homan dot Is that right? Correct. Those are my two websites, Leo Homan dot com and Leo Homan dot yeah, he's really uh, he's just so such a great writer and researcher. And again, uh, you know, uh, he just he gets what what's what's happening in the world and kind of sounds the alarm usually well before any other uh, journalist is out there. So they're they're usually late to the party when it comes to Leo's material. So, Leo, thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, always an, an energetic and exciting. And to me, it always pumps me up. I you know, I, uh, I don't know what it is, but every time I have you on the show, I go after I'm done, I go clean my guns. So I don't, I don't know if there's any connection there, but uh, but that's well, I thank thank God for uh, energy and in, in elderly. I, I mean, I I'm I'm going to be 62 years old and in, in, in March, but the Lord, the good Lord still gives us energy. Uh, well into our years. So yeah, that's that's a blessing. Amen to that, brother. I couldn't agree more. Well, God bless you. Have a very Merry Christmas. And uh, we will look forward to connecting again uh, after the first of the year here. But uh, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, if we can ever help with anything, uh, you can reach us through our website at notbyworks.org. Uh, if you want to help wake people up to the reality of this uh, rapidly growing conspiracy to take over the world and bring down America, check out our online store. You can check out my latest book, Spirit of the False Prophet, Volumes 1 and 2, and Spirit of the Antichrist.org. Uh, if you want to wake other people up, um, maybe give it to them as a, as a gift for Christmas. Uh, that's available on Kindle as well. Uh, so if you're a Kindle user, you can buy all of my books on Kindle as well. But God bless you, everyone. We will talk again soon. Have a Merry Christmas.